Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Before we start this one though, we just wanted to apologize for releasing on Wednesday without notice last week, as well as this week. We'll be releasing every Wednesday once a week, every Wednesday from now. Um, enjoy the show. Hello lovely people. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Outside the Box. What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Minecraft. It's your boy YouTube guy here, and today we're going to be building a... I, I don't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm so tired. <laughs> Can we start over again? <laughs> I won't do what it. the fuck was that? <laughs> I won't do it again, I promise. Uh, we're just going to roll with it. Uh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> sorry, guys. I, I, I blew up all three of my chances on that. And so I yeah, guess, that's it. Uh, Everybody's going to hear you do that now. Oh, oh man. We don't even edit this. I, I'm stuck with it now. Yes. Yeah, we're going straight in. Uh, All we're, right. We're, we're going to talk about death today. Uh, death, dying, uh, I believe the study is called thanatology. What it means to die and not die. Mm, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how to cope with it and whatnot. Um, so uh, to start off, uh, what exactly is death to you? It is the absence of my body. So, or not absence of my body, it's the absence of life within my body. Okay, let's go deeper. What do you mean by life? Life, uh, little electro, the little, little electric thingies between my neurons that fire every time I think. Okay, so. When that's gone, I'm dead. So, once your brain activity stops, no more, no more you. Yes, no more electricity up here, no more light bulb, I die. Okay, I can, Me get, dead. I can get down to that. Um, how do you think this ties into souls? Um, well, I think souls can't die. Right. Your body can, obviously. Emphasis, oh, emphasis on I think. Yes. Um, or I believe, perhaps. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> my position. I think death is something... Where either, okay, it, it, starting with a personal opinion, I think it's something that is a transition from one either state or life or something into another, but it's it's difficult to say something, or I should say it's difficult not to think something like that with this natural human fear of death, the the... I think, like, second biggest drive in humanity and these apes were in. Survival. Exactly. And so the thought of being completely helpless to experience death, it, it's almost instinctual to try and find an excuse of why you might continue, why you might go to heaven, or why you might reincarnate. Yeah. Uh, but for personal reasons that I won't get into. Um, you should. Oh, body, mind, soul. <laughs> go listen to it, guys. Yeah, go listen. <laughs> Anyways. Here's another plug. So <laughs> <laughs> for reasons I won't get into. Um, I, I believe that there's some sort of continuation. Um, a lot of them are uh, either some sort of, I don't want to say nirvana, but like a, some sort of good thing, like heaven or nirvana or whatever. Um, the difference between these, I think we talk about in religion. Emphasis on whatever. Yeah. What? What? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just fucking around. <laughs> go listen to the religions episode for more information on afterlife. Are you going to plug in all the episodes? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to plug politics. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, um, but the, the specific thing that we're talking about today isn't the afterlife. Oh, my God. Uh, we got puppy alert. The puppies have been pacified. Sorry about dogs. Um, not the afterlife. It's what happens before that, the death part. Um, we've also talked about life. Uh, again, back to body, soul, mind episode, a little bit of human atrocities. Honestly, listen to all of them. Just go. I'll stop plugging. Just go listen to all of them. Yeah. Yes. Right now, stop listening and go listen to the rest of them if you haven't already. I think they will start from number one and go down to this. Yeah. Sometimes, I think, pe I sometimes don't people don't, though, because there's a, a, a big mentality sometimes of the last one is the best one, so they want to see what we have to offer. I mean, Anyways. to be honest, we are getting better, in my yeah. opinion. 100%. I, I kind of hope they listen to this first, but... Um, Honestly, this was a pretty terrible start to an episode. Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It takes a minute to warm up. 
no uh, worries. Yeah, usually usually we don't just start right off the bat like that, but you know, here we go. Um, but a lot of the worst part of death is like coping and how to deal with it and whatnot. So, what are your not not just your thoughts on dying like before, but what are your actual thoughts? Like, what do you think about when you think about dying? Um, I think about my the again body body mind soul episode <laughs> okay i'm gonna s- just stop saying the episodes now no, let's just but, like um, plug it body mind soul episode <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um it's the the eye within that perishes from my body my eight flesh the eye. you don't mean a physical eye no the the thing that says i when you look in the mirror the, the when you look I. in the mirror and then you think to yourself that's me and when you're talking to yourself that you the soul disappearing from your physical form that are a me and now that are not a me yeah so i feel like most people get attached to their physical body and identify as the it being them but uh, most people lack the ability to identify themselves within the the spiritual aspect and not only the physical aspect because you aren't your body and you aren't your face you just gotta kind of got stuck with it and then also did stuff to it sure made it fat made it slow made it have a bunch of holes in it but nonetheless it's not you it's a thing you're stuck in your soul is in there your soul is you and your physical form is a vessel of you so with dying i feel that it's basically you the 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 real you leaving the vessel to move on to something else that nobody really have evidence to know um i think the body soul mind episode is gonna kind of just have a lot of ties here um i won't go in depth on this point but i do feel like it's important to bring up again um the idea that you a lot of people think that you die, that's it, lights out because you're a bunch of neurons or something about your brain or whatever. Um, long story short, a lot of people think that you are just those neurons. Uh, some people think that you're somewhere in there or that you're the whole brain as a whole. Uh, if that were the case, you're just a robot, right? The, these people are saying your eyes see, uh, it gets turned into electric, el- electric pulses? Yeah, electric pulses. That sounds wrong for some reason. And then uh, your brain takes those and makes information out of it. It makes a little mental picture. It takes your ears, information, your senses, and all of them, everything. It's all just electrons. Yeah, and then it's just like a regular old computer. It'll process that information and then give you an output. It'll make a decision. It'll start planning. And eventually, after it makes a decision, it'll tell your arms and legs and mouth and facial expressions and your voice your voice and your lungs or whatever to isn't do stuff. It, isn't it beautiful that from an explosion of energy during the Big Bang that... Assuming that's real. We still use that energy to see, to look, to feel, to taste. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. The, the thing is... Um, if it was just a robot, information goes in, outcome comes out, then who's watching? It would just happen. There wouldn't be anybody actually seeing it happen. What are you looking at? Who Who's looking at through your eyes? Who's hearing the things you're hearing right now? Because if it was just a robot, you wouldn't be experiencing those things right now. They would just be happening. You wouldn't have self-awareness. Exactly. You wouldn't You wouldn't look in a mirror. Like the, the robot might look in the mirror and say, hey, that's me. Whoa, how cool is that? But it's not just a robot realizing that. It's you. You're looking in a mirror and seeing a body. You tell that body to move its arm and its arm moves. But at the same time, it's not you because you're watching it happen. And you wouldn't have a concept of a tomorrow or a yesterday because you're a robot. Maybe. Um, but nonetheless, that is the the I that he's talking about, the me, the separate part of the soul. Um, and using this it's fantastic that whatever we are whether it's the universe god or soul that we can use this body to experience the world in the ways that we are able to um now can i ask you a question yeah are you scared of death i kind of go on and off sometimes uh would you mind diving deep into why 
Well, why not? The only time I'm ever scared of it is when my basically my neurons take over and I just feel that instinctual fear that that sense of that that the, sense of dread the panic attack the adrenaline rush yeah 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 the the natural feeling of oh god I have to do something about this the activate fight or flight do something now but you can't <laughs> and so yeah. it builds and builds and builds into a horrible anxiety attack. I think that's what most people do. Um, but the trick that I found is to realize what's happening, to realize that it's just a feeling that's building because you weren't stopping it. Keep thinking about it. Go for it. Think about it all day. It's inevitable. Yeah. And all you're going to do is... Uh, if you think about it in that way, all you're going to do is make that feeling worse. You can think about death without letting the fear activate. Like right now, we're not having a panic attack. Whoever's listening, um, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. But uh, uh, there's at least some, if not most, people who aren't because they're listening to this information. They're processing it. They're thinking about it. They're probably listening to this while they're doing other stuff. Exactly. Comparing their own opinions. And that yeah. is how you should be thinking of death as opposed to assigning this useless negative feeling to it. It's, it's, it's an easy thing to do to make yourself angry it's an easy thing to do to make yourself sad what people don't realize is that we're doing that every day because we just assumed that we should be angry when somebody yells at us we assumed that we should be sad when we get in trouble because that's just what we learned when we were children uh, i don't think i mentioned the elephant in the stake but i probably did at some point um call back to all our other episodes <laughs> <laughs> um you essentially the elephants in circuses are trained from birth when they're too weak to pull a stake out of the ground at some point they give up that way even when they're older and super strong they don't even try to pull the stake out because they've never been able to they just stopped trying when they were young uh, the same thing here your little baby has extreme emotions that are brand new to you and because a lot of parents aren't able to deal with their own they have no idea how to teach their children how to deal with theirs. And so these issues compound. The parents end up, <laughs> if their parents are screwed up, they kind of end up having their kids screwed up because they don't have any idea of how to help them control their emotions. But even the best of parents have, have troubles with emotions. Um, and in kids, it's even worse because they don't have any of that experience that life experience uh, they don't have any of that practice and not to mention the brand new brain with just a bunch of thoughts going through it it has no idea what to do with all these emotions um and as parents it's our jobs to teach them emotional maturity and to teach them yes you will feel these things but that doesn't mean you have to scream when you're uh, feeling these things you don't have to hit when you're angry you don't have to do something about it you can feel it and let that feeling go but a lot of us just were never taught that in childhood, so we never learned how to do it. So why aren't you scared of death? Um, whenever I have the self-awareness to control my emotions, which I wish I was able to do all the time, I often get overwhelmed and just forget that I'm able to do something about it. But the beauty of it is that it's as simple as making a habit, because as soon as I remember... I'm able to immediately stop freaking out. Like, oh, dude, I literally just forgot that I can think of it differently. Now, once you're in there, it takes a second to come out of it. Those feelings have already built up, and it takes a second for them to go away again. All those hormones co coursing through your ape brain, no matter how much willpower or free will a soul might have or whatever you are, that thing is literally programmed not just with neurons but it, its programming is also directly implemented with hormones. Like, computers just use wires. Brains use wires and chemicals. They both do the exact same thing. They operate with the chemicals. And those chemicals, when they're sent out, they tell everything to go on high drive, on over overdrive. And once they're there, you literally have to wait for them to go away before your body will calm down again. But that doesn't mean that you have to allow that to take over and control your actions. It's just going to have a shitty feeling for a while while you come back down. So you aren't scared of death because you know how to control your ape? I'm... Well, I don't 
have to accept the fear of death that is yeah. instilled in us by nature. But I'm not scared of death because I don't know. It's it's more the only reason I would be scared is if <laughs> is if I was scared. <laughs> if I was like, oh no, death sucks. Why? Uh, be- because I said so, and it's scary because I won't be here anymore. Okay, and that sucks. Uh, well, it sucks because you're saying it sucks. I get it sucks. I agree. It does suck. But you don't have to let it suck. Like, dude, enjoy your time here. Or spend all day thinking about death and enjoy none of it. Yeah, I think... I think the idea that all this is going to perish one day, it brings value to it. Yeah, and it almost comforts me on some level. Yeah, if... If I have infinite time, then why will I ever get up in the morning to work or do something because I'll always have a tomorrow uh, the idea that it's gonna, it's all going to be gone one day I think it brings a it's yeah like you said it's reassuring in a way because uh, I know that my time here is limited so I want to be able to accomplish the most I can and to experience the most I can I don't want to spend my time being scared of dying if it wasn't like that, it would be an entire different existential crisis. Oh, God, nothing matters. I'm just doing the same thing all day, every day. Yes. So the idea that, not the idea, the fact that we're all on one, we're all on this train that's going to death, It's it brings me joy in a way. It's, I don't know, it might be weird, but I'm happy that my time is limited here because I can... You know, I just want to experience everything I can in the meanwhile. Like, no material thing is valuable to me. It's all experiences. Because when you die, only thing you take into your grave with you, it's, I mean, I like to think that you're going to take your memories with you as a part of your soul. But for all we know, you're taking nothing. You're taking nothing with you. I want to bring to you a dilemma. What's up? If you were God... Yeah. And you had the choice to either let's exclude memories. Let's just assume you always remember everything because you're God. Mm-hmm. You had the choice to live forever, or say, "Oh my God, this it's it's so pointless and it's so exhausting, and I've been here so long and I'm so sad. I can't do it anyway. Even if you're not sad, like, oh, I'm so happy, um, but it's it's so pointless." Uh, you know, live forever, whatever issues may arise, maybe even insanity, um, or die, but that means you can't come back ever again. If I was God, I would die. Why? Because living an infinite life with infinite possibilities, with infinite chances to live everything, I would get bored. There would be no point in me existing anymore because... I would have lived everything. I would have done everything. A few times. What? You would have done everything a few times, if not many times. I would have done everything infinite times. Literally. So I think I would want to die, or maybe I'd separate myself into millions and millions of little different pieces. And so let's jump outside the box here. Forget about my that I exist and live those each individual lives, and then when I die, I learn the truth, and I go into another body. Yeah, so... um. Outside the box, the black and white choices of live or die, we can find somewhere in the middle where we won't ever technically die, but we'll feel like we're just now starting to live again, and we can write a new story. Um, The thing is, even that is an entire new existential crisis of, I have been alive for literally infinity, which means that there is a 100% chance that I have already lived this exact life just by chance already. This year, second go-around. Infinite go-around. Like, a million doesn't even but begin to describe. since you have amnesia, you don't know that you live this life. Now, a little drop of hope in this <laughs> <laughs> horrible despair of an answer. Um, I always liked to think that... Um, 
we could carry a little bit of memory. Um, even, even if it's not memory, that we could change as a person um, in some way. And that even if we come back to the same life, we'll always be doing it differently. We'll always be doing it a little better, a little bit more selfless, a little bit more caring, a little bit more careful, simply for the sake that we're maturing as an almighty entity. What if our personality is... New idea here. Okay. I saw a little light bulb go off above your head there. (laughs) What if the entity that we speak of isn't like so you said that when we die that well not you but like I said that but I'm sure you agree with it that when we die we go back to this entity right God well so to speak the universe um in some capacity I actually want to expand on that but for the sake of the conversation let's say yes what if we are an extension of the the we are an extension of the universe i'm just going to call it the universe and when we die we go back to the universe and we realize that we have been the universe all along but what if we're the our personalities are who we are the soul that is in you your likes and your dislikes what if it was already a part of that greater universe and it's just what if it wasn't already a part of the universe? What if you learned those things in your time as a human? But what if it was already part of the universe and it was split into millions of pieces? And when you go back to the universe, you yourself is still there. You, the memories, Naruto everything. Shippuden style. Everything you've retained throughout your life, it's already been lived. So what if the universe already lived it and it just put you a slice of you in that timeline to live it again? But you forgot. So when you die, you remember. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Um, another idea, another idea is the same thing, except um, the universe doesn't have that already in there. You you get split off and sent to live this life, and you learn new things, you experience new things, you get likes and desires or whatever. When you come back, now suddenly you're still you, but you're also a part of the universe. Like you, you join back, and the universe is like, oh wow, that was nice. I think I am a lesbian now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I don't, I really don't like that at all. I don't like that theory. It, it doesn't feel right to me. But yeah, just an idea. But like. The thing that is new isn't really new because it was already there. It was already there, yeah. and you just have it. You gave yourself amnesia. I want to compare back to the insert episode here. Um, there was uh, I forget where it was, but I heard somebody compare in the the law of one, which is sort of along the lines of what we're saying here. Again, we're we're not saying that everything is just the universe. Um, but assuming, no, not assuming anything. Uh, what I'm trying to say is the law of one, somebody in that that uh, religion or belief or whatever said that our, our souls are like uh, pieces of a kaleidoscope. If God was looking through a kaleidoscope, he sees all these little fragments. Um, and you're one of those fragments. It's all the same kaleidoscope, right? It's all the same person. You're all God. Um, but it's being seen through a bunch of different view, view, uh, viewpoints, point of view, points of views. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't see your memories. I don't feel your feelings. And that's because I'm on a separate little flake of kaleidoscope, but we're still the same person because we're coming from the same kaleidoscope. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, um... Not a kaleidoscope, a microscope. Yeah. Why a microscope? Because we're all on this plane together, and if you zoom into a one portion of the through a microscope, then you'll only see that area, and that's me. And you go zoom into another portion of the the plane that you're in, and you zoom into that area, and that's you. That's your perspective. Right. 
You can do that now. Go up in the moon and get a telescope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, um, before we move on, um, this reunite with God thing, that's not a law of one thing. That's not a everything is the universe thing. That's a pretty much every religion thing. Um, where after yeah, isn't death... Yeah, that weird? Yeah, where either after death um, or some point after many deaths, whether it's a... I think in Buddhism, you reincarnate until you've matured as a soul. Until you get to the level of gods. Yeah, and then you reunite with him. Uh, basically, it's that Naruto... The idea is, if you've... I keep saying Naruto Shippuden, <laughs> but look up the... The best way that I can explain it is the clone... Uh, it's been so Multi-shadow long. Multi-shadow clone jutsu. Yeah, let's say clone jutsu training, where basically he needs to train for something, right? But he's only one guy, and he has to do it in, like, three days. So what he does is he makes, like, a hundred-plus different clones, and they're all training at the same time, right? Uh, Then when they all come back in together, he's, like, out for a week, right? Because he's exhausted from all that training. Um, But he's also got the experience from each of those from each of those units and that would be us where at the end of whatever period we go back up into the central one and we still remember everything we were that person we had that personality we liked those things we disliked those things but we are now also a part of the rest of it at the same time and now you might understand or not now after death you'd be or, a part yeah. of it at the same time after you might understand why this guy was so mean or that guy was so depressing or like because you would understand all of them and you exactly like you know i was angry that he yelled at me but now that i have this bird's eye view now that i'm reunited with the universe or whatever i can see that he was only yelling at me because his wife just died or something and he didn't know how to handle his emotions because his parents didn't know how to handle their emotions and they didn't do that because they were beaten as a child and their parents beat them (laughs) and it goes on and on and you will see every perspective and every point of view and then you realize how boring life is and you'd be right back here yeah, because why would you want to stay? Like, well, now it's all just boring. I've done it a million times. Let's let's go let's go relive a few of my. Fa- what do you do when you finish a series? I get sad. Yeah. Have you ever watched the same series again? Uh, yeah, multiple and again. times. And yeah. again, <laughs> even if it's I the have. same thing, it's it's your favorite one. Now, what would you do if you could change it every time you watch it? New story. Your favorite characters. Your favorite. Or favorite it's the same universe. story, and I forget. That I've watched it, I forget everything, and I just relive those emotions again. Yeah. Either way, um, this is an, the same existential crisis can be created as the existential crisis of death, 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 death. <laughs> um, That's perfect. Yeah. It's it's literally the same thing of oh god, I'm breaking out. I hate death, but no, you don't. You're just deciding to continuously spiral down into negativity when there's no reason to be assigning these negative feelings to it. It's just death. There's no reason to be assigning these negative feelings to any of these ideas. If it is what it is, then it just is. Go enjoy it. Stop being a little butt about it. I mean, do you want to be happy or do you want to be sad? If it sucks, sure, I'm sorry. But what's the point in sitting there and, and wallowing in your sorrow when you could be enjoying the thing that you clearly have and are able to enjoy? The beauty of life is that there's an end. Cherish every moment while you have it. It really, truly gives meaning to everything. It, it really does. Yeah. yeah. It... I don't know. I find that beautiful. I mean, do you mind... And wait, there might be people out there that I want to going through some shit like really they might have really horrible lives but like you said there's nothing that's gonna get better by you sitting there and being sad all the time being depressed all the time yes it sucks and you have a right to feel those emotions and you have a right to be sad but be sad, get up, and do something. Yeah. Become better. Become better than that situation that happened. Become better than that person that was really abusive or rude or mean towards you. Become a better person so you can create a 
better life for yourself so you can cherish the moments of that better life while you have the time to do so. I forget which episode this was, but we also talked about um, sometimes you just can't do anything, but that doesn't change the situation. Um, Think of it like this. Assuming I was going to end up a hobo and miserable and just terrible. Um, no matter what I did, how hard I tried, or what, wh- how much effort I put into it, I was going to end up this sad, poor hobo on the side of the street and then die in, in an old age. Now, that's with me putting everything in. I'm still going to put everything I can in, or at least every energy that I reasonably can sacrifice with whatever willpower I'm giving myself. Um, because I'd hate to see how I turn out if I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if the situation sucks, keep trying. It's only going to get better. Um, even if it doesn't seem like it is in the moment. Because the worst thing you can do is do nothing. Now, I want to put a little crisscross here. Sometimes your best Apple decision... Sauce. Sometimes your decision is to do nothing sometimes the best decision is to wait for a better opportunity that is absolutely making a decision but if you're doing nothing saying oh i'm just waiting for an opportunity but you're not actually looking for one or trying to make one happen or accepting them when they come along or even trying to realize if they have come along yet you're you're literally just doing nothing you haven't made a decision that well you have it's to do nothing in a bad way you've decided to just give up basically i got a perfect thing here if you constantly make tomorrow an excuse, when tomorrow catches up with you, it'll be too late. I like that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to put it another way, too. Um, the doing, Not making a decision is a decision. Now, that can be either a good thing or a bad thing. You can choose to do nothing because you've thought about it. You've really considered everything and decided, okay... I will continue to think about this, but for now, this is my decision. But it can also be a bad thing, as in, I don't feel like thinking about it, or I've thought about it for a while, and I'm too tired to care anymore. So I'm giving up, and I'm just not going to think about it. Um, yeah, giving up is never really an option, yeah, if for you, me at least. If you give up, then what's the point, dude? Yeah. What's the point? You you have very limited time here, so why give up? Why let your life go to waste? I I actually want to talk about this idea that I like to call freefall. Um, it's not uh, necessarily giving up, but it's also agreeing to let go. Uh, think of like how you would feel if you just stopped caring. Stop caring about everything. Nothing matters. Go through life. Maybe I'll die one day. Who cares? Um, go for that feeling of, of neutrality, of just doing what you got to do to get through, but also thinking about it, um, taking responsibility, thinking about things that need to get done, thinking about the future that you might want, but without accepting the stressful thoughts, without worrying about them. Say something like, oh, I want to be famous um, and normally it would be like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do it now. Instead, a free fall. Say, I want to get famous and I'm going to try. I really will, but if it doesn't happen, then so be it. But that's not going to stop me from trying my best to get there. But, you know, again, free fall. Um, I want to end up in the woods with a log cabin next to a river. And I really, truly want that. And I'm going to try my darndest to get there. But I'm not going to spend my entire life, because this is an end-life goal. I'm not going to spend my entire life stressing about how I'm going to get there, whether I'm going to get there or not. In the moment, this moment right now, I'm just going to do what I can, and hopefully I get there. For example, what I can do right now is try to get a good job, which I am actually just about to go up a little bit. Um, What I can do right now is build good relationships with my people. What I can do right now is work on my eating habits so I can live that long. And I'm just not worrying about the the fuzzy stuff. Like, oh, what am I going to do in five years? Am I going to have a house? Am I going to have an apartment? Like, dude, dude, you'll figure it out. Free fall. Stop caring. It's fine. It really doesn't matter. Just do your best and know that you've done your best when you get there. 
I wouldn't say stop caring. You have to keep that goal in mind, but you do have to know your limits. Stop stressing is what I meant. Yeah, you have to know your limits and know what you can do right now. Um, you just have to win the day, man. You have to win the day, uh, and after a certain amount of wins, you'll be at your destination. The only reason I say it like that is because somebody walks up to you and says, Hey, bro, stop stressing. Sometimes it'll work. Half the time it's like, bro, you don't think I already tried that? But, but It just stresses you out more. Exactly. <laughs> but I feel like I, I think that pretty much everyone has been at a point in their life where they just stopped caring. You say, hey, bro, it's easy. Just stop caring. And immediately they know what that feeling is like. They're like, oh, you're right. It's fine. Whatever. don't care. Just focus on the day. It's the same feeling, but without the lack of, uh, of drive. You still have your desires. You still want to do things. Go do them. Just stop caring so much about the crap that goes wrong. Stuff is going to happen. I'm sorry, but it just will. I mean, it's good to plan and exactly. it's good to be prepared, but you don't want to be overly obsessed with the what ifs and you gotta worry about now, the now now here comes the last part I started with free fall look where I've ended my little home screen here responsible free fall exactly don't just give up and assume everything is gonna work out for you be responsible use your head do You're... the best you can now and let the universe take the rest exactly you, you can't eat a bunch of candy and say oh man i hope i'm fit when i'm older but if it doesn't oh well <laughs> no be, uh, be, it's a responsible free fall it's not a complete lack of caring it's a responsible free fall i like that yeah that's a good concept uh you were talking to me earlier about muslims jews and christians oh yeah uh we took a little break from the podcast and i was just doing a bit more research to sharpen up my uh my psyche um and I just discovered something. It's Jews, Christians, since we, we were talking about God here, I just wanted to search about the religions. Jews, Christians, and Muslims all worship the same God. And I looked over at him and I said, you know what's funny? There's been many wars fought between these groups of people for the same God. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> hey, he does this. Uh, no, he doesn't. He said this. Um, no, he doesn't. He clearly wanted this. They just murdered each other for the same God that they all worship. Yeah. Well, there's so many thoughts that come to mind there. I feel like we could do a whole episode on that. Um, war. So. Oh, shoot. War. That's Christianity believes that God's omnipresent means that he is present everywhere all the time. His presence like is not limited by time or space because God created the universe. He, he is, is above the all universe. things. And holds all things together. He is energy. Everything he in is, the universe is made of energies. Uh, this is this is coming from Einstein, by the way. He is the electron that e holds equals the atoms MC together. Squared. Remember that E equals MC squared. That literally means that everything, every piece of matter, is a frequency of energy. Yes. And if you can manipulate that frequency, you can levitate boulders. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Oh, I forgot. I cut out my little rant about this thing that I did no research on. So I, yeah, we'll come back to that. But there's a little sneak peek of, of a little Bible tear apart that I have planned. Bible tear apart? Well, it's it's more of like a rearrange. It's like, a yeah, I agree. But think of it this way. Because back in the day, those people didn't know what even space was. And if they did, they didn't write it down in words that were like quasars and quantum mechanics. You know what I mean? Bro, back in the day... It was like... They had... Explained they had, it to me like a five-year-old type of stuff. They had 15 kids and 14 of them died at the age of five. <laughs> oh, my God. They have better stuff to worry about than quasars. Yeah, but, but they still... <laughs> the Bible has some remarkable stuff in it, if you think about it in a different way. It's it's literally just worded weird. But I'll, I'll get back to that in another, in another episode. What's really strange about... The Bible is that it's been translated through many different languages, and I'm pretty sure a lot of things were lost in meaning. Yeah, both from, like, um, what's the word? Oh, well, I, idioms. You, as there you're thinking. Oh. For example, idioms. Idioms in the English language, um, if, <laughs> if they were, they're completely cultural. You just kind of got to know what they mean. If... 
uh, a few centuries go by and an idiom dies, they look back on an old text, like, why is he telling him to eat his foot? Like, <laughs> 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 that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then, like, numbers and, like, letters were the same. Not the same, but, like, the numbers were letters. I also want to mention... So the word love is, like, seven in the, the Hebrew or whatever. What What word, what language was the Bible written in? Uh, it, I don't know. I think it was Hebrew or something older, some older form of... I feel like Arabic. I really don't know. No, po- point not is, Arabic for sure. I'll take your word for it. Um, the point is, whatever language it is, I forget which one it was, but I do know that the way that language worked, um, nowadays the we have words with a few different meanings, um, like... Jeez, red is a color. Red is a past tense of read. Not to mention, you can spell red, and it can also read the word read. And you know, um, it gets really confusing. But um, with that, the language that the Bible was written in. <clears throat> oh, I also mentioned. Uh, I think maybe it's Chinese. Uh, some languages today, inflections really matter. Where like if you say it like this, it's a completely different word than this. You know what I mean? Um, and the, uh, and the, uh, let's just say Hebrew for simplicity's sake, the Bible language, there you go. In the Bible language, the original one, um, a lot of words had several meanings, several meanings that were based on several different things, like context clues, like English, like most languages, uh, but also inflection um, or some sort of symbol or like I forget exactly what the examples were but basically a lot of historians and translators and whatever are really shaky on how well translated the Bible is especially with um, how many different copies are out there it's basically just some of them are definitely just wrong in some places but they, they worry about how much of it is just kind of accepted as exact because of, oh, it's the Bible. Clearly it's not wrong. But then there's very specific examples that come out every now and then like, oh, no, yeah, we totally read that wrong. Um, there's a funny thing that I've seen on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's like there's a theory that Jesus was the name of like in some old language, I think. I don't know, it might be Hebrew again, but or like an ancient language that got lost. In, uh, he said that Jesus was uh, God's, it was named the God's semen, and they were basically taking a bunch of shrooms and tripping balls in, uh, in Israel. That's what Jesus said? And then they, oh in order to hide it from the Romans, they, they named it Jesus. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh jeez, oh, but but then they crucified it because you're not allowed to do drugs. I don't know. That, that, they crucified Jesus, which means they just burnt all the shroom fields. That that, that definitely sounds like a fun little. And little he was right, he was risen from the dead because some guy t- took a lot of Jesus and he saw some things. What do you mean saw some things? Well, when you take a lot of Jesus, <laughs> you take a lot of Jesus. <laughs> you just see some things sometimes. Well, I I would immediately think being risen from the dead is like a guy found an old stash <laughs> that he forgot, like he hid it and then forgot where he hid it because he was on and a lot like, of Jesus. Jesus is alive! Jesus is alive! And they go and plant a bunch of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. All right, all right. Anything else? Um. It's a whole episode about death, um, but there's really not much to it, man. It's just everyone, there's a time for everybody. Everyone's gonna die one day, and you just live your best life that you can and cherish the moments you have right now. I do want to add another little topic before we close it out, though. We're closing it out already. I mean, I feel like after this we'll be able to, unless you have more you want to talk about. That's fine too. I got, I got. A minefield. Bro, let's go. First of all, satisfaction. What do people want before they die? Nobody wants to die a lonely, um, a sad, uh, let's say uncomfortable, like homeless or what, whatever have you. 
Um, they want to be satisfied. They want to be comfortable. They, they want the things that make them feel like, yeah, yeah, this is it. You know what that is? That one single thing. You know what that is? What? It is connection, love, and family. That is not one single thing. Well, it's all the same thing. Let's just say connection. Love. No, just connection. I dumb no, it down to one. Because what if your wife dies? Then you're not allowed to die happy? No, nah, it's love. You still love your no. wife even if you're not connected with her. Your anyone. wife dies, and then on your deathbed, you're surrounded by your grandkids. But your, your, what if you your end up... Kids. Okay, so if you are in a building collapse... Nobody can get to you before you die. Are you required to die sad? No, you can still die happy. Like, ah, yeah, I got like, some good hey, grandkids. I have grandkids. I love those grandkids. Them beautiful little children. They're gonna do great. I've lived a beautiful life with my wife and my kids. You don't and have the connection, even if uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I could the, be beating a dead horse here. The connection is That's not what that saying. The means. memories <laughs> that you have with your loved ones. It's the the first house you bought with your wife or the first child that you held in your arms and you just fell in love with them that's connection what? and when you die you think about those things what do you think the worst thing the worst situation you can be when you die I want to give an example of what I mean by this like um if you die lonely or how about you would you consider yourself dying a happy man if you sit on the couch and play video games all day every day and then you die like you can feel your death com coming on so you like try to trudge through one more level of Mario or something before you go depends am I playing Mario with my loved one so connection is it for you it has to be some sort of connection It. there's nothing else that has true value other than connection and relationships let's see uh, phones no money no um uh, your accomplishments. I, I guess your accomplishments, but even are for your for love for your uh, again. I don't want to say connection. I want to say love for the love of people in general. Because if your accomplishment is a wall full of video game trophies, big whoop, bury them. Let's move on. But if your accomplishments are something like Einstein that helped all of humanity, um, that's that that can be considered uh, a love before. Can you have love with that connection? You could be a shut-in and not talk to anybody ever, but because you love people, you love the the people around you, um, or at least... How do I say this? <laughs> Take your time. You can feel love for the world and want it to go on with a happy civilization. So even if you don't like people or like talking to people, you can shut yourself in and live your life in a way that leaves behind a legacy that genuinely contributes to the betterment of society. And you can die happy knowing that you are able to benefit humanity before your dying breath. So you believe that Somebody can somebody can love the world so much that they can leave something behind without being connected to the world. I I would say connection is more of a gateway. It's not the connection itself. It's what comes from the connection. You connect to the world, or you connect to people, or you connect to a loved one. But the love is what you're doing it for. Because you're not like, oh wow. I know her so well. Let me do this for her. Or, oh man, I know all these things about the planet. Let's do this out of the kindness of my heart. No, it's, I love this planet and I'm going to do everything. That gives me the willpower and the energy to give all of my will to, to try and do things to help. Yeah, love is, I think love is the motivator. Yeah. Kindness is what and you're, uh, oh, it's, it's an order. Connection, love, kindness. You have connection, and that brings upon love. That love is what sparks you to commit kindness. None of them are the same. It's it's an order of, of operations. They're the same, but they're different. Yeah. You, I love that. You, connection, love, and kindness. You have the connection, which leads to love. You have the love, which leads to kindness. 
That's perfect. Yeah. We just we just came up with something. That was great. <laughs> Connection, love, and kindness, y'all. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're sitting on your couch playing video games all day and wondering why you don't feel satisfied with your life, because you're not connecting with anyone, go connect. From that, you will find love. From that, you will yeah. find kindness. that drive to create kindness. Have you ever, have you ever helped an old lady across the street? That sounds so cliche. <laughs> yeah, that is very it, cliche. Even, that rarely happens. Even if you never see that lady again, you walk away. Even if nobody saw it happen, it's it's the weirdest thing where you're just happy that the world could have people. like Not to suck your own dick or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's really nice to know that the world just has humans that are capable of doing things that you just did. It just feels so good to be good. And I don't want to say that the only motivator for good things is self-pleasure. You know, but again, we're not beating it, ourselves off it here. It releases something in your head, like when you're kind to people. Well, I mean, yeah, oxytocin, or I think specifically oxytocin, oxytocin <laughs> but also other things like probably dopamine, dopamine. serotonin. Because humans are social creatures but when you help th- others. But the social hormone specifically, I think, is oxy- oxytocin. Yeah, like... I don't know. It feels good to spread. It's, it's a combination of all of them. It uh, it feels course. good to spread joy. It feels good to spread positivity. It feels good to help people. And if you live your life without doing any of these things and you're in your deathbed, I feel like that's when that's when failure happens. You've just failed. You look on your life and you say, what was the point? Why did I do any of that? For like, a lot of people will look you dead in the eye and say, "Well, it made me happy." Okay, well, congratulations. I'm glad you died a happy man. But I, I don't know. It's not satisfying. Happiness is different from satisfaction. When you have happiness, it's fleeting. Happiness is something you must always fill the a void for you must always be chasing happiness because once you get it it's there it's gone and now you need more back to insert episode here we're talking about uh asian guy and i tried for like five minutes to get the quote out <laughs> but <laughs> um but basically uh cutting all the fluff i'm not gonna do it again he said the reason that people can't ever find happiness is because they're looking for it externally these things they're not going to satisfy you i'm, I'm gonna change this quote here using the word satisfaction describes it so much better they will not satisfy you they will only make you happy and that's why you were never truly satisfied for true satisfaction you must look within and see the kind of person that you are and the person that you need to become in order to truly become a the person that will bring upon your own satisfaction to live a life that will be satisfying when you die. You said earlier that the happiness is ever fleeting, and I do agree with that strongly. Uh, you're gonna have your happy moments, and you're gonna have your down moments. But even that's through why, the down moments, that's why you need connection, and yeah. love, and kindness. Like I'm miserable when I'm getting screamed at by kids, but still I have the drive to continue simply for the satisfaction that these kids are gonna grow up just so smart and so happy because I'm trudging through these awful moments. And then when you're in your deathbed, hopefully because you were so good to them, because you went through the sacrifice for love, for connection, love and kindness, once again, I'm gonna. this is the last time I'm going to say it, <laughs> but hopefully in your deathbed, they'll gift you with grandkids and you will be filled with joy and love on your last few moments on this planet Earth. Yeah. And hopefully you die fulfilled and happy. So, so you you basically if if you're on I don't, I don't want to say on the couch if you're in a life or you're constantly searching for something, uh, constantly scrolling your phone, and then just wondering why you're so stressed out, it's because you aren't actually fixing the issue you're just putting a bunch of band-aids on it and when one falls off you put another one and then sometimes you have a night where you just shove a bunch of band-aids on but the thing is each band-aid makes the wound even worse so to speak and then the more you try to patch it the more it piles on yeah and so then the more it piles on it just becomes miserable can i want to put more emphasis on the selflessness can we directly because we just said be loving, kind, and selfless if you want to be happy. I, I want to rule out some other options instead of just saying that's how it is. 
Like, All can right. you be happy being selfish? Um, let's say best true happiness. No. Yes, you can always, you can continually fill that hole. You can spend all the money in the world and just have a conveyor belt of drugs, money, and pussy, or whatever your things are, uh, lined up for you, and then you'll always have something until you die. And in that sense, you are basically constantly running from death, because once you get there, you run out, and that's when you truly have that existential crisis of, oh god, it's really over now. I mean, so yeah, on the, your deathbed, <laughs> if you're just selfish your whole life, that's it. Yeah, if you're selfish your whole life, the only thing that's gonna surround you on your deathbed is nothing. Just cheap, two-faced people who just want you for your money, probably because all you've done is throw your money at them. And and even if you do have genuine loved ones, you're gonna be reminded of all the things that you didn't do for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, and you're just gonna be. Th- I mean, all the things you bought, all the things that you've sacrificed for your selfishness, like all the relationships and all the loved ones, on your deathbed, none of it is gonna bring you joy because you're out of time. You're gonna be like, you're not gonna be sitting there dying. Oh man, I'm glad that I sold out this person so I could get another phone this one time. Yeah, that's. It's the worst feeling to realize that you would have been so much more satisfied having known that you made another friend, even if you never saw them again. It's uh, There's a saying. It's like, I forgot who said it. Maybe it was uh, Bob Marley or something. But it's like, will you be happy if you died today? He's like, um, I'm going to butcher the shit out of this. I'm sorry, but basically saying that yes I will die happy if I die today because of how kind I am I made somebody else's life better or some crap like that like if you just smile at somebody and you might turn their day from being the most horrible day ever to being the best day of their life are you thinking of the painter no not Bob Ross okay I'm talking about the musician. Making sure. Uh, maybe he didn't even say it. I'm not sure, but it's the the concept of. Imagine being such a kind person that you made an entire legacy that was just a life full of brightening other people's day. Yeah. Imagine how satisfying that would be on a deathbed. Like I really did good this life. Because remember, back to our our issue earlier of. Um, <clears throat> you yell at a guy because he was being a dick, but then you die and you realize that guy was only being like that because his wife just died or he just got mugged or something. Imagine this guy starts being a jerk to you and you're like, hey, man, I, I'm sorry. And I, I'm sorry if you're upset, but I understand. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go for you or I'll, I'll do this for you. Or what can I do to help understanding others? Essentially um, dying. You could have made that guy's day better right then and there. And who knows what effect that would have on this person. This could be one of the most important people in the world. And you just changed his decision from, um, killing himself to not. And, and imagine what good he can do in the world. Or even if he was about to go to a meeting and make a big decision, you just changed his decision to something that would truly impact the entire world, even if it wasn't directly. And we keep saying impact the entire world. Like that technically matters. Or, I mean, I, I keep saying that, but I'm trying to say, I'm trying to put emphasis on the scale that you as a single person, the impact that you can have on anything and everything, but you can't if you don't. You can't if you don't make these decisions, if you don't go out and try. If you just free fall without being responsible, if it's just a free fall where you give up and stop caring, then <clears throat> who knows what's going to happen. It doesn't really matter but if you can do a responsible free fall and and find those connections and find that love and and kindness and how to be a better person and how to help other people then there's no telling the lengths to which you will be making differences even if you realize or not you could have changed the world yesterday when you smiled at somebody because sometimes they're right on the brink just on the brink um and that smile was the one that tipped them back over to the good side. Uh, well, we're trying to fit this in 
for like it was the previous concept or the previous thought ideas dying satisfied because you spread joy to everybody around you yeah 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 i was just trying to fit that in that whole time (laughs) (laughs) well back to imagine dying on a bed and you got to die with the satisfaction of knowing that your whole life was a constant story of bringing other people up that's amazing yeah and all the change that would have inevitably happened that little rant that i just went on about um you don't know what kind of differences that you have been making and you don't know what kind of differences you could make and even if you do as something as simple as a smile to somebody across the street that you will never see again you will never know what big of an impact that could have made i mean it, it almost never will but but the thing is sometimes it absolutely does it can and does happen um and just having the knowledge of all the good decisions you made to be selfless and kind all of the things that you've done in an entire lifetime you don't have to sit there wondering if you did something great you could die in confidence knowing that you did change the world simply by butterfly effect over and over again time and time throughout your life you made huge changes to the entire planet just by being a kind person that you would never even realize you did and that's again part of being selfless the biggest changes you can make they are such big changes because you accept the selflessness of it you accept that you just you won't get to reap the benefits you won't get recognition and you probably won't even get to realize what you did but if you go out there and you just try you will make a difference whether you realize it's happening or not and that selflessness is possibly one of the most satisfying ways to die that I could ever think of so what we're essentially getting at is that grow connection spread love and kindness and stay outside that box you guys thanks for listening